Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No giant fan. Hi. It is gross outside today in Kansas City. Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serna. Thank you guys for joining me. Appreciate you guys stepping in. As always, send me your lineup questions. Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line 69306. I will try to answer those all throughout the show. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Steven Serta, and I will try to help you set your lineups all the way up until kickoff. Uh, We've got a ton to cover today, though. As I mentioned, it is gross in Kansas City. People are a little worried that's going to affect the game. I don't believe that it will as long as we're not dealing with high winds. I think they can deal with a little rain. Told you guys a couple of weeks ago to try to move on from Antonio Brown for maybe a guy like A.J. Green, who hopefully is going to be back in like a month or so from an ankle injury. Uh, Well, Antonio Brown's no longer a New England Patriot. He was released on Friday. Um And if you follow him on Twitter, he's been saying a bunch of crazy stuff on Twitter all weekend since he got released. Uh, He did claim this morning that he is not playing in the NFL again. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. He's pissed off that the Patriots are refusing to pay him money. And, you know, he lost out on a ton of money this offseason for essentially being a a clown and doing a bunch of crazy stuff. So, Antonio Brown, you should have moved on from him. You, you you, You should have stopped holding your roster hostage by keeping him on your team you got literally one game out of him and a touchdown that's it out of a guy that you probably took in the second round of your fantasy football draft we got a ton of injuries today notable injuries in week three of the nfl season chiefs of course are optimistic LaShawn mccoy is going to play he is still a game time decision they're going to be without tyree kill eric fisher and damian williams of course but for the Ravens, Mark Andrews, their star tight end, second-year tight end, who is looks like he is a legitimate budding star with Lamar Jackson as his quarterback, he is a game-time decision with a foot injury, so that is something to monitor very closely because he has been the number one tight end in fantasy football through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, Rashad Penny likely out for the Seahawks, which is good for Chris Carson because Chris Carson's been terrible, so Penny was supposed to get some work. Star cornerback Denzel Ward for the Browns is not expected to play this uh, tonight on Sunday Night Football. And Greedy Williams is expected to play, but he's hurt. So that means I'm starting a lot of Rams wide receivers today. And Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, legit game time decisions. I'm a little bit worried about them. But Marlon Mack did return to practice on Friday in a limited capacity. So that's positive. And the Eagles... Alshon Jeffrey might not play. Uh, legit game time decision. And they already ruled out Deshaun Jackson. Let's spread the field. Spread the field. From Adam Schefter, quarterback Kyle Allen starting for the Panthers and quarterback Josh Rosen for the Dolphins. 
20 quarterbacks age 26 or younger are expected to start in week three. The most the NFL has ever had during a single weekend. It's crazy. First matchup, the Bengals at the Bills. I love Josh Allen again this week. The Bengals defense is terrible. Allen is slinging it this season. Looking for my guy, John Brown, deep. I like John Brown a lot today. I like Cole Beasley. They are both getting a ton of targets. And I think Josh Allen is, uh, well, I don't think Josh Allen is some type of, you know, ascending superstar or something like that. He's still been a very serviceable fantasy quarterback and the Bills are trending in the right direction. Uh, I'm actually playing Frank Gore in a lot of leagues this week. Well, well, one league it's out of necessity and then the other one is a daily lineup because I couldn't help myself. Uh, I, I, Devin Singletary, they're... Their young running back, who looks very promising, is out with the hamstring injury. Gore got 21 touches last week, and he scored a touchdown. The the Bengals have given up the most rushing touchdowns so far this season. So I actually like Frank Gore a lot today. On the Bengals side, they're missing basically their entire starting offensive line. I, uh, not even joking. That's why Joe Mixon's been absolutely terrible. And I think he's going to continue to struggle. Uh, the, the Bills are a middle-of-the-pack run defense, but with that offensive line and their pass rush and Ed Oliver looking like a monster up the middle, I don't trust Joe Mixon at all right now. Andy Dalton has been great in September. We've talked about that, but I don't think that's going to be true for today. I'm staying away from Andy Dalton today. Bills secondary is straight-up elite. Going back to last season, the Bills are literally the most stifling pass defense in the NFL, giving up less than 200 yards per game. John Ross has been absolutely great, but he's going to see a ton of Tredavious White, and Tredavious White's one of the best corners in the game. Tyler Boyd's got the best matchup of any Bengal wide receiver, so if you have to start a Bengal, I'm starting Tyler Boyd. Miami Dolphins at the Dallas Cowboys. So the Cowboys said that Zeke will get his full workload this week, which is awesome. Uh, I, he still got about 75% or so of the of the snaps last week. Uh, but that's still, I mean, that's a little far off from his normal, like, 85 to 90. So he's going to get that. He's going to produce against one of the worst defenses in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins. But you could actually probably put Tony Pollard in your lineup. If you're one of those owners who had Tony Pollard as, as uh, insurance policy or in uh, your DFS lineup, because this should be a blowout. The Cowboys are one of the five best teams in the NFL, in my opinion. The Dolphins are one of the two worst teams in the NFL, and they can't stop anybody. Zeke should toast them in the first half. Tony Pollard's going to have an opportunity to get a lot of carries in the second half, I would have to imagine. As Charge told us earlier this week on Show and Vern, he loves Randall Cobb, and I agree with it. They don't have Michael Gallup. Cobb's going to get wide open against that garbage secondary. I like Randall Cobb as a super deep DFS play, and he might be a guy if you've got wide receiver problems. If you're a Antonio Brown owner and you're banking on him, I Randall Cobb might be a guy that you go pick up and you just plug into your lineup today because he's going to have a ton of opportunity. Of course, I love Dak Prescott. Of course, I love Amari Cooper, even though he's going to see a little bit of Xavier Howard. That defense is so bad. I don't think Xavier Howard even matters anymore right now and Jason Witten is just essentially a red red zone tight end so if you're a uh, David and Joku owner who got placed on IR this week Jason Witten might be a guy that you should probably go pick up because he keeps scoring touchdowns although that's about all he's doing I really wanted to pick up Preston Williams because I believe in his talent and I want Josh Rosen to succeed but the Cowboys are one of the five best teams in the league as I already mentioned their defense is very, very good. I'm not trusting Josh Rosen or Preston Williams in any format today. The Denver Broncos at the Green Bay Packers. 
Packers defense is for real. Manuel Sanders has been incredible, but I think that stops this week as he's going to see a ton of Jair Alexander, who's becoming a true lockdown cornerback. Of course, you don't start Joe Flacco. I do kind of want to take a flyer on Cortland Sutton because he's got the best matchup, I suppose, but I still can't trust him. Not just yet. I like Sutton long-term, but I don't love him in this game because I do buy into that Green Bay Packers defense. And you can't start Royce Freeman or Phillip Lindsay in my mind right now. Now, Phil Lindsay in your redraft league, you probably took with a reasonably high draft pick. They're in a legit 50-50 time split now. And the problem, too, Phil had more upside when he was the pass-catching back. They're using both of them in the pass-catching game. Royce Freeman's got more receiving yards, I believe, than Philip Lindsay on the season. I don't think you could use either one of them right now until somebody creates some separation. On the Packers' side, the offense hasn't been anything special. Uh, they've given up, but they haven't been anything special, but... There is opportunity. There's still intrigue in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense. Now, the running game, Matt LaFleur, you know, Aaron Jones finally looked good last week. Jamal Williams was still involved, but Aaron Jones got the bulk of the work. For whatever reason this week, Matt LaFleur says, well, I'd still like a, a closer to a 50-50 time split. So it sounds like Jamal Williams is going to get more work this week. The uh, Broncos defense has given up three running back touchdowns so far this season, giving up over 100 total running back yards. So I think those are guys that are both in play. But to be honest, I'm staying away from this matchup outside of Devontae Adams, who's been quite successful against Vic Fangio-led defenses over the last couple of years with Chicago. But I don't want anything to do with this matchup again. It's just an ugly matchup. It's got all the makings of a 17-9 to football game. I don't want anything to do with it. Atlanta Falcons at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts' pass defense is actually very good, but... Uh, they aren't really great out of the slot, so I like Mohamed Sanu to get a lot of opportunities as a sneaky play. I know a lot of you probably don't want to play Mohamed Sanu because he's Mohamed Sanu and he's not exactly a reliable pass catcher, but I think that he's going to have opportunity, and that's where you have to attack the Colts because they do actually have a pretty good pass defense, but slot is definitely their weakest position. Uh, of course, you're going to play Julio. Pierre Desaire, their Colts' best cornerback, might not play, so really, this could be a plus matchup for every wide receiver across the board. Uh, I love Calvin Ridley, of course. He, he's he been very good so far this season. And Austin Hooper, I think, is a guy that you can put in your lineup this week because the Colts have been one of the worst teams in the NFL. Right there with the Chiefs, actually, at stopping tight ends. They're they're brutal at it. So I like Matt Ryan a lot. Uh, Devontae Freeman should have a chance. The Colts have been one of the worst run defenses in the league so far this year, giving up well over five yards per carry. So Devontae Freeman's got a chance, although Edo Smith did get a lot of work last week as well because Devontae Freeman's been brutal. This has got to be a get-right game for him or I'm going to start getting really worried about Devontae Freeman. Uh, for the Colts, Marlon Mack did practice on Friday, so I think he's going to play today. If he does not play, you need to go pick up Jordan Wilkins right now. Jordan Wilkins had a couple big runs last week. He's going to be the handcuff because Hines is strictly a pass catcher. Now, Will Hines and Jordan Wilkins get a little bit more of a split than with Mac? Yes, because Mac is their workhorse right now. But if Jordan Wilkins is available in your league and you're a Marlon Mack owner, you need to go add him right now because if for some reason Marlon Mack doesn't play, Jordan Wilkins is, has an opportunity to get 15 carries today. He's going to have an opportunity in the run game. And we know about Atlanta, they're not very good against running backs. While their defense has been better so far this season, they're still one of the worst teams in the NFL against pass-catching running backs. So Hines might be in play if Mack doesn't go. 
but Jordan Wilkins is still going to get all the ground stuff. That's what I'm after with this Colts offensive line. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, also a game-time decision. Uh, He's been getting all the red zone looks from Jacoby Brissett, who hasn't been passing very much. So I think that you, if T.Y. goes, T.Y.'s still going to be involved because he's going to have an opportunity in this offense, especially getting all the red zone looks from Jacoby Brissett. Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle have been absolutely brutal. I don't think you can start either one of those players until we see how they're going to be utilized somewhat in the passing game because so far they have been complete afterthoughts. It's been absolutely awful. Let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. Weather is obviously going to be an annoyance at Arrowhead today. Lots of rain expected. Listen, you don't sit guys on this offense. These are two top five offenses in the NFL. You're not going to bench any of these guys because of weather. Now, wind might be a problem, but right now it sh- it isn't. It's just wet. So you're not you're not going to you're not going to bench any of these guys. You're not going to consider it for half a second just because of some rain benching a Lamar Jackson or a Patrick Mahomes or any of these pass catchers. As I mentioned, we'll get more into that matchup when we get back from break. Uh, but coming up next, it's the Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks, and we're going to address some daily plays that you need to lock in to your lineup. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. 610 Sports Radio, broadcasting live from the Brown and Crouppen Studios. Nobody has your football needs covered quite like 610 Sports Radio does. Every Monday night at 6 during football season, the Therese Paler Show is back. Genuinely one of my favorite hours of football, fandom, nerdum, geekdom around right now. Uh, you know Therese Paler is incredible at what he does, one of the best in the business, and he's joined by my guy Brandon Kylie every single Monday during football season at 6 p.m. So you got to be locked into that. And players only with Danon Hughes and Joe's, Joe Mays is back every Thursday at 6. Again, another very, very good listen. Uh, Danon and Joe do a fantastic job, so you want to be locked into that every Thursday as well at 6 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio during football season. Go, Ryan, go. Or again, left side to the end zone for the touchdown. The number four all-time rusher in the National Football League finds the end zone. Uh, this is usually reserved for the guys that vulture touchdowns, but today I think it has to be Frank Gore, right? Uh, he's going to get all the volume because they don't have Devin Singletary now, and, and we go... Gore's not exactly explosive anymore, but he still he still manages to to make a roster every single season and get opportunities and still get a bunch of carries. I don't know how he's doing it, but he is, and he's going to get all the work inside the five-yard line for the Buffalo Bills today in a very good matchup. I like Frank Gore a lot. Loud wrong. Man, I was wrong about this last week. Stafford's team, he's got him for a touchdown! Galladay! He beat Hayward! A 31-yard touchdown pass for the lead! That TD catch from Kenny Galladay was absolutely filthy last week. Uh, I've been a big Kenny supporter since he entered the league, but I did not like him at all last week in what was an expected very tough matchup with Chargers star cornerback Casey Hayward. 
I was really wrong. He had an incredible game, basically accounting for all of the Lions' offense and what was a brutal game to watch. He got 8 of 10 targets for 117 yards and a touchdown, including that one. That touchdown was absolutely nasty. Kenny Galladay making me look absolutely foolish. All birds. So, daily fantasy, we got to find that value, right? We got to find that lineup that is going to get us the most bang for our buck and hopefully win us some cash. And I'm going for it all with my lineup today. My quarterback, Jimmy G, very good matchup against the Steelers. Now, the Steelers' defense was thought to be a strength for this team. They just went out and traded a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm not sold that he's going to have a massive impact right away. You know, he's only been with the team for a week. I would assume that he's going to be involved, but we don't we don't even really know that yet. I would imagine that he will be, but I don't think that he's going to come in and absolutely change that defense. He's a very good, talented player, but still a very young player coming into one of the most storied franchises in the NFL. I like Jimmy G a lot today because the Steelers offense or defense has been getting absolutely roasted. And Kyle Shanahan's got this offense humming right now. It looks like they're going to be very hard to stop, and their defense has been pretty good. I like Ezekiel Elliott a lot today. Of course, he's got the most plus matchup in the NFL going against Miami Dolphins, the worst defense in the league. Uh, Rex Burkhead, very cheap, very quiet sleeper. He's actually leading the Patriots running backs in scrimmage yards right now because Sony Michelle hasn't been very good. really involved in the offense, and they just announced a little while ago on Twitter that James White is not going to play today because his wife is expecting the birth of a child. So Rex Burkhead should be super involved in what is another good matchup against a terrible Jets defense, although their they're, they're front's better. Their secondary is just absolutely terrible. But I expect the Patriots to be able to do whatever the hell they want against the New York Jets today. And I'm rolling with my guy, Kenny Galladay. I, I was wrong about him last week. I'm not taking a chance today. Kenny Galladay, plus matchup. Right price. Same, kind, kind of the same thing with my guy, Mike Evans, who I think if Mike Evans is going to have that breakout game, it's got to be this week. And what is a very positive matchup for him. He's he's going to figure it out sooner or later. I, I would hope that Jameis Winston's going to figure it out sooner or later because he's way too talented to not be producing and to not even be getting opportunities the way that he's at. But Jameis has been absolutely terrible. I hope that he figures that out today. I am spending a little bit today. So... I, I had to take a discount, and I'm doing it with Miles Boykins against the Kansas City Chiefs. He is a legit 4-4, 4-3 speed type of guy. He hasn't produced that much yet at the NFL level. Obviously, Marquise Brown is the more talented player. He's the first-round pick. But I still like Miles Boykins, and he's still been involved. I think he can burn the Chiefs deep today. I'm taking a flyer on him. George Kittle has to get right against the Steelers today. He did have those two touchdowns that were called back because of penalty in week one. I think he's going to do it because the Steelers have been one of the worst teams in the NFL against tight ends. Frank Gore in my flex. He's going to get all the opportunity. I absolutely love Frank Gore today. And the San Francisco 49ers defense has actually been one of the better defenses in fantasy so far this year. So I like the Niners a lot today. Let's get back to some matchups. The Baltimore Ravens at the Kansas City Chiefs. We already talked about the weather. I'm sure Chiefs fans are already out there tailgating freezing their asses off it at the parking lot at Arrowhead. Um, I, I'm not too worried about the rain. You know, the, these guys are professional athletes. They've played in rain before. They've played in bad weather. It's different when it's a blizzard or when there's 30-mile-per-hour winds. Winds aren't too bad right now. As long as the winds stay down, I am not worried about the weather at all in this game. 
So hopefully we get the shootout uh, between these two top five offenses that we hope it's going to be. Did you realize the Chiefs haven't given up a rushing touchdown yet this season? I, I think it's more to do with the Chiefs just lighting everyone up in the air than it does have anything to do with their defense, to be completely honest. Gus Edwards, Kenneth Dixon combined for 140 yards last year when they came to Arrowhead. So I think Mark Ingram is still a very, very solid play. Lamar Jackson, of course, is in your lineup as he's outscoring Patrick Mahomes through two weeks. Yeah, we don't expect that to continue, but Lamar Jackson's been absolutely fantastic. There's no way you're benching him against the Chiefs. Chiefs are allowing the fifth most tight end yards per game this season. So Mark Andrews dealing with the foot injury, legit game time decision. They're saying there's a 50-50 chance he plays. He's going to test it out, especially with it being, you know, slippery and wet out there. They, you know, there, there's a, a chance that he doesn't play in this one. So you have to monitor that very closely. Uh, but if he does go, I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are bad against the position, and Mark Andrews is starting to cement himself as a legitimate star at the tight end position. Marquise Brown will be a very popular play as he's looked very good again last week. And Miles Boykin, as I just mentioned in my daily lineup, I like him a lot today. I, th- I think he's got an opportunity to blow past some of the members of this Chiefs secondary. I think he's going to have a chance to take one deep. Mahomes, of course, last season against the Baltimore Ravens, did wind up with a decent stat line. He had 377 yards and two touchdowns, but he had to throw the ball over 50 times to get there because the Ravens have a very, very good defense. Listen, you're not going to bench Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to bench Travis Kelsey. You're not going to bench Sammy Watkins. And like last week, like I told you earlier this week on the podcast, I think you still have to play Hardman, and I think you still have to play Demarcus Robinson. I just think that Patrick Mahomes is too devastating for you to risk benching one of these guys because, as I mentioned, you got to start all of them every week because the upside is 150 yards and a touchdown. If you have that guy that goes off that week, like you're not going to find another offense in the NFL that has that type of guaranteed upside if you pick the right receiver. It's worth the gamble to me each and every week to start all of those dudes because it's going to happen at least to, to one of those guys, if not to two of them in some games. Uh, but as far as the running game goes, I don't love LaShawn McCoy, who is a game-time decision, but it sounds like he's going to play. Uh, you know, I'm being selfish because I'd like to see Darwin Thompson actually get the work, but the Ravens are number one in literally every defensive category against running backs. They don't give up yards on the ground, and they don't give up receiving yards to running backs. So I think that the running game is, again, going to be neutralized for the Chiefs today. So even if LaShawn McCoy goes and gets a full you know, workhorse load type type of deal. I, I don't like LaShawn McCoy at all in this game, and I don't trust him against that stout Ravens front. But I I think that, you know, if you're thin, you can give LaShawn McCoy a chance, but I, I, I'm staying away from the Chiefs' backfield altogether today. But got to hit a quick timeout. Coming up next, my good friend Ben Heisler at FantasySportsMarkets.com. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Fantasy Advice with Paul Charchian. Thursdays at 1210 on Show and Vern, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Very happy to be joined by my good friend. You can follow him on Twitter at Benny Heiss of FantasySportsMarkets.com. How are we doing on a very gross Kansas City Sunday, Heiss? Yeah, it's kind of gross. I'm in Chicago for the next few weekends and uh anything that kansas city gets chicago gets a little bit after so uh thanks for passing that along sir i appreciate it <laughs> i mean people are a little bit worried about their chiefs today this chiefs ravens game it's expected to be you know 
one of the best offensive games of the week. It's a highly anticipated game, and it is just coming down all day. It's expected to rain all day. Uh, I, I'm not avoiding anyone in this game just because of some rain. I mean, they're professional football players. I think they've played in bad weather before. I think that's the perfectly legitimate way to, to worry to worry about it. Like, if it's rain and it's coming down fairly hard, maybe you fade a couple of guys. But um, there's, there's just so much offensive firepower and so much speed that, if anything, I think sometimes rain uh, is a nice little benefit for, for speedy skill set wide receivers. So, listen, a little bit of rain isn't going to stop Pat Mahomes from chucking it downfield and taking some shots with Nicole Hardman. Travis Kelsey's still going to catch balls in the middle of the field. Maybe it slows down the running game a tad uh, just when moving all the different linemen around, but I still think Lamar Jackson could have a big day with his legs. I still think Mahomes is going to throw for a few touchdowns. I still think McCall Hardman uh, has the most advantageous matchup in the slot. That was the position that Baltimore really struggled with when uh, Arizona had the two guys out of the slot last week uh, in Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. So I'm not necessarily fading this game due to rain. Now, if the wind picks up and it's upwards of 30 to 40 mile per hour winds, then you have a different conversation. But I think if people are playing daily this week and they're like, "Uh oh, there's a lot of rain, I'm not going to have interest in this game, I think they're making a bad decision. Yeah, and it's it's an argument that I get in with people constantly about the weather. I'm never really all that worried about the weather, barring a blizzard or, like you said, like really, really high winds. Because that's obviously going to affect you passing down the field. But in this particular game, I'm not that worried about the rain. I am worried about the Chiefs running back situation, however. Uh, no Damian Williams. LaShawn McCoy yep. is a game-time decision. He's expected to start. And, you know, maybe they sprinkle in a little bit of Darwin Thompson. But if LaShawn McCoy plays, he's probably going to get a ton of work. But this is literally the worst matchup in the NFL. That's true, and I think it's all dependent on how Andy Reid is creative enough to use McCoy if he ends up going. Like, is it going to be the McCoy that we've seen the first two weeks where he really hasn't gotten involved in the passing game much? Because that's been Damian Williams' role, and he's been really good at it. And, you know, there were a few opportunities last week where Damian Williams could have had some big play uh, big play opportunities down the sidelines with a few of those real routes, and, and Pat Mahomes missed them. So, um, I, I'm just that's a situation I'm monitoring tremendously, like just right up until the injury report comes out. Uh, if McCoy does play, he's a dart throw um, in big field tournaments if you're playing daily, if you have him in season long and there's not many other running back options that you have. I suppose you can fire him up, but uh, if he doesn't go, though, that tells me that uh, Darren Thompson will get a, a decent share of opportunities. And again, Baltimore very stout against the run, uh, but you just wonder whether or not the game plan will change because of the rain. I don't think it will, uh, but probably not the most advantageous fall matchups this week. There's a ton of injuries around the NFL, obviously, and you know, as is well documented, a ton of quarterback injuries. No Cam Newton today. Ben Roethlisberger's done for the season. Mason Rudolph getting the nod. Teddy Bridgewater for the Saints with a little bit of Taysom Hill involved in the action. How are you looking at some of these offensive weapons who are missing their top quarterbacks? I'm not particularly worried about a few of these teams. In fact, I think it's the Giants are better with no Eli Manning on the field. Daniel Jones, if you watched the preseason, I know you did, Serta, uh, he was impressive. And we can still make fun of Dave Gettleman, the general manager, and everything about the New York Giants because they're still funny. Um, but Daniel Jones in this offense, with Pat Shermer's offense, it's very predicated on those short, intermediate throws, getting the ball out quickly, being accurate uh, in the middle of the field. And he does that very well. And he has, once everybody is healthy, and Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard, and Golden Tate, uh, being able to drop off the ball to Saquon Barkley, he's got some nice skilled players around him. 
Um, so I don't look at Daniel Jones and with the Giants as being in this terrible spot for them. I, I think it's, at some point he's going to be a serviceable fantasy quarterback. Mason Rudolph in, in Pittsburgh is very intriguing. Um, yeah. Everybody's is very big on the San Francisco 49ers right now. And just two weeks ago, they're one of the most targeted defenses in the NFL. Everybody was lining up, remember, for Jameis Winston and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and really it was only Godwin that came through. Uh, and Jameis turned the ball over three times, but I'm not convinced that the 49ers' defense is all of a sudden some juggernaut defense. They've played a lot better, uh, and they've taken the ball away a few times, but I'm not giving up on Pittsburgh just yet. Uh, I'm buying into the shower narrative with Mason Rudolph and James Washington, with the two of them combining for over 4,000 yards and 30-something touchdowns in their three years together at Oklahoma State. Uh, they're moving Juju Smith-Schuster into the slot where he was so effective the last few years. So I'm not necessarily freaking out about a lot of these quarterback situations. I, I, I do think that the, the same situation going to Seattle um, with Teddy Bridgewater and a little bit of Taysom Hill does concern me. Bridgewater looked terrible last week, held on to the ball for way too long, and that's something that Breeze has always done so well, right? Just get the ball out quick, boom, 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 just pass it all over the field, find a lot of weapons, incorporate the running game. If Bridgewater can do that, then they'll be okay, but he just hasn't shown signs of that so far this season. I think that there's still going to be some guys in play. Like, e- even with uh, Kyle Allen in Carolina, like mm-hmm. Kyle Allen's produced before. He's not a terrible backup quarterback. He still beat out Will Greer for the backup job. And he's produced at the NFL level before. Like, he had a good game against the Saints in Week 17 last week. Yep. So there's still some guys that I'm interested in. Like, I- I'm certainly not interested in a Josh Rosen, although I do love Preston Williams, and I'm kind of interested to see how this plays out because – it's kind of a changing of the guard right now. I saw Adam Schefter tweet earlier that this is the most quarterbacks under the age of 26 who have started on an NFL Sunday in league history. Yeah, and that's cool to see that there's finally a movement in that direction. And I'm a, I'm a Rosen fan. I, I think the last two years he's just been put in the most brutal of situations. So uh, I hope he and Preston Williams have a nice little relationship. I hope it makes Miami reconsider trying to get a quarterback, because I want Josh Rosen to succeed. I, I like personalities like him uh, in the NFL. But I'm with you. Like, there's, there's plenty of intriguing options this week. And you brought up Kyle Allen. For anybody that's given up on Curtis Samuel, I, I think now is the time to buy low on him. Uh, they caught, uh, I think Samuel caught a 53-yard touchdown in Week 17 last year. The two of them have a nice rapport together. And so uh, if everybody's moving on from Carolina wide receivers because Cam couldn't find them, I mean, they're creating separation. D.J. Moore has been a top-five targeted wide receiver so far this year. So this is a time to buy on Carolina wide receivers as opposed to selling on them. Yeah, I, he can't be any worse than Cam Newton's been so far this season. So I, he, he might actually be an upgrade right now. But, right. Uh, but Heist, tell the, tell the people how they can win some cash on FantasySportsMarkets.com. They can win some cash in a wide variety of ways, whether you're playing head-to-heads or going up in some of the big field tournaments or even going up against me. Uh, there are plenty of ways to be able to make your Sunday a little bit more enjoyable playing NFL Daily Fantasy over at FantasySportsMarkets.com. If you guys have not been there before, uh, it is Daily Fantasy without the salary cap, so it's super easy to make your roster. You choose a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and if you want, there are super flex contests. So if you want Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes in the same contest for this week, and I would encourage you to be able to make a lineup involving that because they're both very, very good. Uh, you can do that at Fantasy Sports Markets. It's one of the only places where you can play super flex. And there is over 220000 bucks up for grabs in week three. It's all over at FantasySportsMarkets.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heist. We'll catch up with you next week, Ben. All right, Sarah.
over the top. You know, I love Josh Allen. You know, I love the Bills. That must mean that I absolutely love John Brown this week. Josh Allen, one of my favorite young fantasy quarterbacks. John Brown has commanded an early season 25% target share, and he can burn this Bengals secondary. I absolutely love John Brown for my over-the-top player of the week. Back to some matchups, the Oakland Raiders at the Minnesota Vikings. So my real survivor pick before I was bullied into taking the Titans this week, I actually really like the Raiders. I don't like Derek Carr, but the Raiders' defense has actually been really good against the run, and so far the Vikings just straight up don't want to throw the ball. Like They want to run. Kirk Cousins has thrown the ball the least amount of any starting quarterback through two t- through two games in the NFL. It's great for Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook's been absolutely amazing, but if the Raiders can slow down the rushing attack of the Minnesota Vikings, then I don't trust that Vikings offense at all to put Kirk Cousins in a situation where he has to carry them with his arm. The Raiders have, allowed, <laughs> the Raiders have however, lost 11 straight road games, so <laughs> I don't really like any of the Raiders' pass catchers. Uh, the Vikings secondary hasn't been quite as locked down, but their defense is still very, very good. Tyrell Williams is a little bit banged up anyway, so I don't really trust him. Darren Waller is likely in your lineup. His volume is just absolutely insane. He's literally playing every single snap for the Oakland offense. And uh, Austin Hooper had a decent game against this Minnesota Vikings unit last week, or in week one. So so I, I like Darren Waller a little bit. Uh, Josh Jacobs also a little bit banged up, but he is a workhorse, so you probably can't bench him in your regular redraft leagues. Um, and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams had a pretty good game against this unit. So, so I do still like Josh Jacobs, assuming he is healthy and good to go. The uh, Raiders secondary is bad, so this could, I guess, be a Kirk Cousins game, but until I see some passing volume from him, I- I'm not going anywhere near him. Uh, and so that so Diggs and Thielen have nice matchups, but I still don't trust that they're going to get enough of the volume. I don't trust that they're getting enough opportunity in an offense that just flat out doesn't want to throw the football. So I'm kind of staying away from them in a lot of leagues this week. Um, and, you know, Kyle Rudolph just sucks, so don't play him. Dalvin Cook's been incredible, so he's not going on your bench. Uh, but the Raiders have been tough up front, so you got to get him in your lineup anyways. The New York Jets of the New England Patriots. Antonio Brown being gone means good things for Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett's a guy that you should probably be playing in a lot of your lineups this week because even with Antonio Brown in the lineup last week, Philip Dorsett was still involved. He still produced, and he had a very good week one before Antonio Brown got there. Uh, Brady's been awesome. The Jets secondary is absolutely garbage. I love Josh Gordon today. I love really any New England pass catcher against this defense. It's expected to be a blowout. Sony Michelle got 21 carries last week. He should get a lot of work in the first half. And James White is not playing as his wife is expecting the birth of a child. So Rex Burkhead, I think, is going to get a ton of opportunity today against a bad Jets team. I think Rex Burkhead should also be in your lineup. I just dropped him in a league yesterday. I went out. I had him on my bench. I just dropped him. And then this morning, James White isn't playing. Rex Burkhead's got a ton of upside. Uh, the Jets are rolling with Luke Falk at quarterback today. Of course, you can't start any Jet besides Le'Veon Bell, who's obviously going to get a ton of work. Uh, but you can't mess with any other Jets pass catcher. But coming up next... We will, uh, we got some arrow, more Arrowhead Pride fantasy locks, and we get into our soft hands catch of the week. 
Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? Ken Swanson with Arrowhead Pride here, giving you my daily fantasy lineup this week. Going with Josh Allen at quarterback against the Cincinnati Bengals. Alvin Kamara and Matt Breida are my running backs. Uh, had to get a little bit of a Cowboys influence into this lineup, so going with Amari Cooper at uh, one of my receiver spots. Odell Beckham and Chris Godwin are my other two there. George Kittle is my tight end. And in the flex spot, going in a, with a buy low situation, adding more Cowboys shares to my uh, daily lineup and going with Tony Pollard. I think he might get some run in garbage time. Uh, and on defense, going with the Kansas City Chiefs again this week. I, I have a good feeling about this one. Uh, just a gut feel. Uh, be sure to listen to me and Pete Sweeney on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate starting at 10 o'clock, getting you ready for Chiefs Ravens. Catch you later. Oh, Ken Swanson. Oh, with the Chiefs defense in a fantasy lineup. That is a bold move, my friend. Uh, you can catch Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson coming up in about 13 minutes for the Arrowhead Pride tailgate. If you happen to uh, join the 610 Sports Radio Survivor Pool, don't forget we announce our picks every single Thursday. Fesco in the morning, 9 a.m., show and burn at 1045, and the drive at 445. I was bullied into taking the Titans this week, so if you uh, decided to ride with me, I did catch an L. Luckily, it's a double elimination survivor pool, so I'm still alive. I will not. I will do a better job this week, I promise. I know a lot of you signed up for me. I'm good at this stuff, I swear. I did not want to pick the Titans. I was forced to pick the Titans. Top off player of the week. I am. Absolutely love Tyler Lockett this week. Uh, he hasn't had a uh, he hasn't had a monster game just yet, but he's still been okay. I, I think he's going to have a big opportunity today. Uh, he had a much better week too. I still like him to uh, keep it up this week against a reeling Saints team that's got Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback. Uh, he's going to come out of the slot which is a very, very good matchup against the Saints. The Saints have been terrible in the secondary so far. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is supposed to be their lockdown corner, but he just hasn't been the same type of player. Uh, Tyler Lockett is really my sports horny player of the week, if I'm being completely honest. Soft hands catch. They need 11 yards. He's going for much more than that. In a tight game with two and a half minutes left in the fourth, Lamar Jackson dropped an absolute dime to Hollywood Brown on the sideline for a 41-yard gain. It's an impressive throw from Lamar, but an even more impressive catch by Brown. This dude's going to be good for a very, very long time. That is my soft hands catch from last week. Hollywood Brown looking like an absolute stud. Let's get back to some matchups. The Jets at the Patriots, we already went over that one. The Lions at the Eagles. Eagles run defense is very good, but their pass defense is near the bottom of the NFL. Like, literally only the Dolphins are giving up more passing yards per game than the Eagles. That's how bad it's been for Philadelphia. Their run defense has been absolutely dominant, but that secondary is in bad shape right now. So Kenny Galladay is one of my favorite starts today. I love the matchup. He had a tough matchup last week, and as I've already talked about, he proved me completely wrong. 
Three different wide receivers have topped 100 yards against the Eagles, and they're giving up scores left and right. So I like Matthew Stafford on top of that. And Marvin Jones is potentially in play, even though he hasn't been getting a ton of volume. But he's still got to be in your lineup, I think, against this bad Eagles secondary. They've been pretty solid against tight ends. Um, So I don't love TJ Hawkinson today. And with him, he's going to be, for me, I know he's a very talented player, but he's still a rookie. We understand how tough it is for rookie tight ends to transition to the NFL and for that to translate into success. So for me, TJ Hawkinson is a matchup-dependent tight end for right now. And until he proves me completely wrong, that's the way that I look at TJ Hawkinson. I don't love this matchup for Karrion Johnson. Uh, even with the Lions, they're, they're probably going to give 30 touches per game to their running backs, but the Eagles haven't allowed a back-to-top more than 32. 32 rushing yards. It's not like they haven't just given up a 100-yard rusher. No one's run for more than 32 yards as an individual against the Eagles' run defense. I guess just absurd. Lions are allowing over 300 yards per game to quarterbacks, so I do like Carson Wentz, though. But there is reason for pause because they've only given up two passing touchdowns this season. Uh, They give up yards, but they've been good at keeping teams out of the end zone. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, it sounds more and more he's going to be a game-time decision. sounds more and more like he's not playing today. So that means that, uh, like last week when everybody went down against the Falcons, Nelson Aguilar is going to get a ton of volume today. I picked him up in multiple leagues. I am starting him in multiple leagues. I know he's he's let us down a lot in the past, but, man, he's the most experienced wide receiver they have right now with Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey both being down. So he's got to step up today. Zach Ertz is obviously going to get a ton of targets with, with those two dudes out. So Zach Ertz has to be in your lineup. Lions are giving up the fifth most total yards to back, so I actually kind of like Miles Sanders a little bit today. I've told multiple people to start him in their fantasy lineup so far. Carolina Panthers at the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle Allen will be starting for Cam Newton today. He actually started a game last year and had 266 yards and three total touchdowns. Cardinals defense is bad. So like, I, I think Kyle Allen is a deep league dart throw. I'm not starting him in any leagues, but I don't think that it's out of the question for you to consider it if you're in really bad shape. Like if you had Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger or Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, like you might be in pretty bad shape. So this is actually a dart throw that you could you could seriously consider. I still like DJ Moore. He was productive last year with Kyle Allen. DJ Moore leads the team in targets, and he's their most consistent wide receiver Um, He got the most targets from Allen when he did start last week. And Curtis Samuel did have a deep touchdown in that game. So I like Samuel a little bit today as well. Cardinal secondary, still terrible. Like If if there's ever going to be a time to start Kyle Allen with these guys, he literally can't be worse than Cam Newton has been so far this season. So I don't hate all of them. And you you can't bench CMC even coming off of a bad game. He's still going to be one of the most targeted, biggest volume running backs in the NFL. I like Kyler Murray a lot today. Uh, Can we talk for a second about how this offense is going to fizzle out, though? Like, they're running no huddle constantly, running four wide receiver sets more than anyone in the league. Like, it's just impossible to keep pushing your offensive players that way, especially when you run that high-tempo offense. Then your defense gets exhausted, and your defense is terrible anyways. Like, didn't we learn that lesson with Chip Kelly? Like, I don't know. I don't understand why everybody's acting like Cliff Kingsbury is revolutionizing football with this offense. I don't believe that to be the case at all. I feel like he's just going to get a bunch of people injured as the season goes on. But 
it's been productive so far. I, I Christian Kirk's been awesome. Larry Fitzgerald's been awesome. There, there, there's so many wide receivers out there. They legit have three to four guys that you could take dart throws on any given week because Kyler Murray is just going to throw it 50 times. Uh, Chris Godwin had a good game against this team out of the slot. The Panthers are weak there. So Christian Kirk and Fitz are both plays for me today because they're both running out of the slot since they're running so many four wide receiver sets. Uh, David Johnson hasn't been great, but this is a good matchup. Carolina's been bad against running backs, so I think David Johnson still has to be in your lineup. The New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's wait and see on Daniel Jones. He's an obvious upgrade, but the uh, Giants are just a bad football team. Sterling Shepard is supposed to play this week, so that's a positive for a young quarterback. Sterling Shepard's by far the most talented wide receiver that the Giants have right now. Evan Ingram has the most tight end receptions in the NFL so far, so he's obviously in your lineup. He should get a ton of opportunities today. And the Bucs are getting absolutely crushed by tight ends so far this season. Saquon, obviously, in your lineup. Uh, something to plan for the future, and I know Ben Heisler mentioned him, and it's something that I've already been looking at in multiple leagues. If Golden Tate is available on your waiver wire, I think I'd go pick him up right now because he's going to be back in a couple of weeks. And once he gets back, like Sterling Shepard's a fine player, but Golden Tate will be the most talented wide receiver on that team once he comes back in a couple of weeks from suspension. And while they're a terrible football team, I understand that. Fantasy football is about opportunity. And if Golden Tate's going to get a ton of volume in that offense, he's a guy that you could definitely add right now because he, I think he's going to get that opportunity. I think you have to start Jameis Winston, I guess. Like the, the Giants are so bad, but Jameis has just been terrible. He's just looked – it's been disgusting how bad he's looked, to be completely honest. And he's ruining Mike Evans – Mike Evans is an incredible football player, and Jameis Winston is just ruining him. But this week, I am deploying Chris Godwin. I am deploying Mike Evans because if Mike Evans is going to get right, it's got to be this week. He's got to be able to get open. Uh, I think Brashad Perriman could be a deep, deep dart throw because his secondary is so bad. O.J. Howard, however, is getting a bench for me. O.J. Howard isn't involved in this offense at all. Bruce Arians has been very negative about him as a player. He's just been kind of taking shots at him. So I'm benching him until I see something from him because I can't just keep putting him in my lineup when he's getting when he's not getting snaps and he's not getting targets. I, I, he's just got to be on, on the bench for me right now. The Houston Texans at the Los Angeles Chargers. As much as it hurts me to say this, Carlos Hyde's actually a sneaky play this week. <laughs> I put him in one lineup and then I took him out. Dusty Likens just gave me the finger because I've been crushing Carlos Hyde. I don't like Carlos Hyde as a football player. I don't believe him to be a good football player, but he's been producing, and the way you beat the Chargers is on the ground. Like, you can't really pass against the Chargers. Their defense and their secondary is still good. They are pretty banged up, uh, but he's getting all the rushing attempts. Like, Duke Johnson isn't a starter anymore. Duke Johnson is a guy that is on your bench, and Duke Johnson I might drop in some leagues. Like, the Chargers are struggling. They're pretty banged up. Casey Hayward's still awesome. But as I mentioned, Kenny Galladay tore him up last week, and he's going to be on DeAndre Hopkins. So, I, I mean, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins, of course, and I like Will Fuller a lot because I think Will Fuller can catch this defense sleeping with all the injuries they have in the secondary right now. Uh, but I'm still not messing with Kiki or Kenny Stills because of the. they're just – neither one of them's getting enough work for me to take a risk at starting either one of them in my lineup, so I'm not messing with them. Texans defense isn't quite what it used to be. Uh, I like Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen a ton this week. Mike Williams still banged up, but he still produced even playing on a bum knee last week. 
Uh, Keenan Allen's top five in the league in red zone targets. I think he's going to have that opportunity a lot because this Texan secondary has not been very good. Uh, Austin Eckler, obviously in your lineup. Justin Jackson still isn't getting enough volume for him to be in my lineup, but he's averaging over eight yards per carry. So, I mean, really, really deep leagues where you got a lot of flexes. Justin Jackson might have an opportunity this week. Pittsburgh Steelers at the San Francisco 49ers. First two weeks of the, ste- of the season, the Steelers have allowed 300 yards and three more scores in each game. The Niners have surprised everyone by putting up a ton of points. The Steelers did get Minka Fitzpatrick, but I'm not buying all that much in- into that this week. I just don't think that he's going to have that big of a role in the offense this or in the defense this early. So I like San Francisco a ton today. George Kittle has to get right. The Steelers have been brutal against tight ends all season long. And I'm taking a dart throw on James Washington. I'm buying in to the Oklahoma State connection between Mason Rudolph and James Washington. I'm playing him in multiple lineups. James Conner's banged up. He's been brutal. Niners defense is a little bit better than everybody was anticipating. I like the Niners a lot in this game today. Saints at the Seahawks. Start Alvin Kamara. Start Michael Thomas. I don't think that that role with Teddy Bridgewater is going to change their involvement all that much, although Alvin Kamara was brutal last week. I still think he's going to bounce back. For the Seahawks, I love Tyler Lockett this week. You can beat this Saints secondary deep, and you can beat them deep out of the slot. Tyler Lockett's going to get a ton of volume and targets. I love Tyler Lockett. I'm not really on any other Seahawks player just yet. Rams, Browns, start your Rams. It sucks. I love my Browns. That secondary is banged up. No Denzel Ward. Greedy Williams is banged up. Terrence Mitchell's probably going to be heavily involved today. Start all your Rams wide receivers. Uh, as far as the Browns go, I am starting Nick Chubb. I am starting Odell. Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, coming up next. Arrowhead Pride Tailgate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 